Hello and welcome to another episode of The Adrian Ross Show on the BMG Network. And maybe you are listening at thebmgnetwork.com or you're on the BMG Network's YouTube channel or a major podcast platform. However you're tuned in, thank you. I'm glad you've joined me for today's political topic. You know, it's 2022, and that doesn't mean it's just a new year, but politically, that means things are about to get hotter because we're talking midterm elections. And can you believe how close it is to 2024 when we'll start talking about the presidency? It's going to get hotter, okay? And today, I want to share with you that it matters to me, and it should matter to you, who's in office. Now, I know that there's a mindset out there that it really doesn't matter because, you know, politics being politics, everybody's the same. And, you know, and then you have the people of faith who say things like, you know, God is in control. So, you know, it doesn't matter who's in office because our, our reliance is not on man, it's on God. And I would have to agree, God is God and only God can be God. But if you think that it doesn't matter, if you think that God doesn't care who's in office, you better read your Bible a little bit closely or closer. Because who we have in office is absolutely important. So I want to talk today about a particular person because, you know, through the years, I have been asked a question about someone that I've supported from the beginning and continue to support. I've been asked at times, Adrian, you support Sarah Palin. Why? Now, I don't mind the question, really, because I have the answer to the question. So today I'm going to talk about that because Sarah Palin recently had an interview with Eric Bowling. And at the end of that interview, he asked her about her political future. He asked her if there was any interest in holding office again. And Sarah Palin responded that she would love to. And I have to tell you, I was very, very glad to hear that. Very glad, as were other people, because I've heard from other people who voiced that same gladness of heart. I was very glad because I believe that she is someone we need in office. Now, she said she would love to because she believes that she has common sense principles and ideas that would advance the nation. And she also talked about wanting to help with a servant's heart. When I hear that, and I know that it's true, I get excited. Because unfortunately, the political arena today doesn't always have people who have common sense, number one, and number two, a servant's heart. And I'm not saying everybody in politics is like that. You know, I know some people feel like that, that you can't trust any politicians, Bob. I'm not saying that. There are people who do want to serve. I am saying, however, that it's few and far between, I believe. I believe most people are about power. They're about control. They're about um, building their political resume only without putting the people first. So, but when you ask me about Sarah Palin, Adrian, why do you support her? 
And, and even now, when she hasn't held political office for many years, why do you continue to support her? Number one, and I'll, I'll dig more into that as I go, but I appreciate a person who has a heart to serve, who's not lusting for power and control and a permanent place in politics just for the sake of having that kind of control. I like when there's, I love when there is someone who truly wants to serve. And I know that Sarah Palin fits that description. But before I even get further into that, let's, let's just talk about her record. Okay. So you asked me why Sarah Palin explain my support of Sarah Palin. First of all, She's absolutely qualified. She has the resume. She has the background. She has the track record that makes me go, wow, this is someone qualified to be in office. Now, I have no idea what she may have in mind or if she has anything in particular in mind. I don't know. All I know is Eric Bowling asked her if there was interest and she said that there was interest and that she would love to. So I don't know what that looks like, but I am saying that she is the kind of person, she has the accomplishments in the background that would serve well to advance, I believe, this nation in a way we need to be advanced in badly. So let's talk a little bit. Let's go back a little bit, okay? I know that there's some people who know this stuff, but I know that there are other people who bought the media mess and they only know what the media fed them about Sarah Palin. And so when I share some of this, some of them will be surprised because they thought that she was the person that the media made her out to be, the mischaracterization. But Sarah Palin in the state of Alaska, she was a member of city council. She was a mayor. She was a chairman of the Alaska Oil and Gas Conservation Commission. So when she starts talking about energy, and she always says, energy is my baby. Right. When she starts saying drill, baby, drill and talks about she's this isn't someone who doesn't know what she's talking about. She's walked that walk. OK, she also ran unsuccessfully for lieutenant governor, but then became governor, the first woman governor of Alaska, the youngest governor of Alaska. And as such, the commander of the Alaska National Guard. And she was not some obsessive partisan. This is a person who wanted to do right, who wanted to take on corruption, who wanted to serve the people well. And that garnered her nearly a 90% approval rating. Yes, you heard me right. Nearly 90% approval. That's amazing. And almost unheard of. But that's what she accomplished. And so for some who've never heard some of this stuff, why didn't you hear some of this? I'll tell you why. Because when she was then nominated, when she was tapped by Senator John McCain to be his running mate, to run for vice president, and she stepped on that national stage, people realized that she was someone to contend with. See, Barack Obama was the heir apparent. It was all about the ascendancy of Barack Obama. There was going to be this, oh, this straight path there. And then 
when she stepped on the national scene and began to speak and they began to look at, at, at her record, they realized that she was a threat to what they thought was a certain victory. And so the attack dogs came out and they did everything they could to try to make her look bad, to try to undermine. But you can't truly undermine a record. If you know what that record is, then you can, you can know for yourself that the media is doing what the media do. Members of the media do what members of the media do and they like to prop up. So there was that whole, that whole thing. And anybody paying attention should know that. Anybody honest should know that. So again, almost a 90% approval rating. And then the vice presidential nom uh, nominee, the second woman ever to be on the ticket for the vice president, second woman ever, and the first in the Republican party. First in the Republican party. This is Sarah Palin, who had like a 90% approval rating, okay? And not only that, I mean, if you, if you even look beyond politics, we, we want well-rounded, Adrian, why Sarah Palin? Because Palin, I want well-rounded people. So here's this business owner. Some of these people in politics, they have never been out of the DC bubble. Their head is so far in the DC bubble, my goodness. They've never run anything except their mouths. But you're talking about a business owner and now an author of several books, a speaker, again, well-rounded, a mother of five, you know? And, and, and for me, very important, a pro-life woman who understands what it is to support women, to truly believe that women are empowered by being pro-life and supporting them. Someone who supports our veterans as well, always. Again, a well-rounded person. So yes, it's, it, it's the accomplishments that she has. It's the resume that she has. And it's also the well-roundedness that she has. Like I said, a mother of five and the youngest Trig, the beautiful boy that Trig is, she learned that he would be born with special needs. And she showed us that all life, all innocent life matters and embraced this young man, this now young man, this now handsome, beautiful young man, but pro-life. Valuing life, valuing our veterans, valuing hard work, valuing the people, valuing doing, doing what's right, not being an ultra partisan, having a record, having a resume, having accomplishments that cannot be wiped away no matter how hard others try to wipe it away or the media tries to wipe it away. And I mean, I mean you, can, you can just do a Google search and the things that come up, I'm like, I'm so glad she was well-rounded because most of us and most of these politicians couldn't even handle the stuff that she's already gone through. I mean, she, she, you know, let's just, let's go back and, and some fun stuff, but it, but it comes, it, it, it does have to do with who we become as a person. You know, in high school, she was a basketball champion on a bum ankle. She iced the state title as a point guard. And I, I happen to love that because I was a point guard. So I have great respect for that. Her nickname was Barracuda. Why? Because she was feisty. What does that have to do with office? Are you kidding me? I want someone who is accomplished, who has a resume, but someone who is also a fighter, someone who also has discipline 
She's a runner, marathon runner. I mean, a sports reporter. So, so her background in journalism, she knows the deal with, with journalism. She knows how the media works. She can work her way around the media and has not allowed the media of today or 2008 or any time in between to stop her. And like I said, money, most of us would not have been able to handle it. But because she was so well-rounded and because she had the background, she's been able to withstand. And so even in 2021 and then now 2022, when asked, would you ever run for office again? Some people would be like, absolutely not. And yet her heart is still to serve. And yet she still has that fighting spirit. And she still knows that there's something in her that she can contribute. And so the answer is, I would love to. Is I want to serve with a servant's heart. So if you want to know why, Sarah Palin, Adrian, why do you look forward to a door opening for her to walk through and be in office again? It's her accomplishments. It's her resume. It's her record. It's her well-roundedness. It's her feistiness. And it's her love for God and country. It's the fighter. And we need that. We needed her back in 2008. We needed her in 2012 when we were hoping she would run for president. We need her even more now. And, the, and, and it's so encouraging when there's someone who, who is relatable. A lot of these politicians, they are only politicians. That's all they've done. That's all they know. And we can't relate to them. Why does she have so much support? Why will she have even more support if she runs for office? Because not only is she accomplished, not only does she have the record, not only is she a fighter, not only is she well-rounded, but I mean, she's relatable. She's, she, she's one of us. And yet, even though she answered, you know, I would love to, I, I, I love, I love how she handled even the loss in 2008. She, she reminds me of, of like George Washington. We talk about how he was reluctant to serve. He was, he was reluctant to serve. And when you talk about Sarah Palin, here's a person who's willing to serve. But it's to help. It's not like these people, it's not like you see these politicians today. And her answer after the loss in 2008 was, you know what? I don't need a title. And all the questions about 2012, her answer was, I don't need a title. I could go right back to Wasilla and be absolutely happy. That's what she said. And that's the kind of people we want in office. Now, now, we don't want to have to put anybody in a headlock and, and tie their hands behind their backs and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, there's got to be something in you. And that something is there because she said, I would love to. But it's not like they're like, oh, I just want power. Oh, I just want control. Oh, I just want that seat in the chamber. That, that's, that's not that. That's not there. And, it, you know, it kind of reminds me. I taught for nearly two decades in upstate New York. I taught English to seventh graders. And I know what it is to, to ask a question. Or to ask a kid to read or ask a question. And there's, there's always a kid who he didn't even hear the question yet. Okay. But his hand is up. Oh, oh, oh. And he's jumping up and down in his seat. And oh, you know, and it's so annoying. <laughs> and it serves me right that I had students like that because 
I was one of those kids. I love to read. I love to read out loud. So when the teacher wanted to read her, I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. But I'm telling you, as a teacher, it's like, ah, and he's waving and he's ooing and he's on and stuff. And you're just like, stop it. And I, and I kind of say that jokingly because honestly, we really appreciate students who are enthusiastic and we do want to encourage that in them. But I'm bringing that up to, to paint a picture. That's how some of these politicians are. Oh, oh, me, me over here. Oh, and it's not about the people. It's not about making the country better. And for some, it's not even about loving the country. It's about, oh, me, oh, ah, my position. This is, yeah, this is for me. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is my power. This is my control. This is all I know. This is, this is the permanent political establishment. Yeah. Annoying and dangerous. But with her, it's, Maybe, maybe reluctant to serve, maybe being able to say, you know, I could go back to Wasilla and be perfectly happy, you know, or I could, I don't need an, a title. I'm sure she'd tell you that now. I don't need a title, but yet there's a willingness because there's a call because there's a wiring. Those are the kinds of people we need. People who don't, who are not drunk on power or who don't need the power to just be happy, but they're willing to make what essentially would be a sacrifice so that they can advance, so that they can utilize the gifts and the callings and the love for the nation that's within them. And they recognize that they have a background, that they have accomplishments. Now, people are not necessarily looking for lifetime politicians who have, you know, have done everything and been everywhere. They're looking, though, for people who do have experience. And I named some of the things. I, there's so much more, but I named some of the things that she's accomplished. And yet people, people appreciate that. But they also appreciate, they appreciate the well-roundedness and the heart and the common sense. And even the reluctance, even the willingness to sacrifice. To help. You know, and I think back. For those who who, who want to throw that, that thing out there, well, you know, she resigned as, as governor. And, and I, you know, I usually don't even try to engage that because if you don't know that story by now, I'm thinking there's no hope for you. That was another point of sacrifice. Again, she had an amazing, amazing record. Approval rating. And then the haters started throwing out these ethics complaints, bogus, and they knew that they were bogus, but they were just trying to stifle her and her pocketbook. So, so trying to bankrupt her family to try to defend herself and, and handicapping the state, her, her, her office, the state of Alaska. And so what does she do? She makes the sacrifice and saying, you know what? I'm going to disarm you steps down so that someone else could step in for the benefit of the, of the state. And, and so for those who say, oh, yeah, she just wanted to be, she just wanted power. She just was going to run for office. Listen, common sense would tell you that when you step down, you know that there are people who are going to criticize you for stepping down. So it may not help you at all. It, what it is, is it's a sacrifice. So you're willing to say, you know what? I'm going to step aside because they're after me and it's handicapping this state and bankrupting my family. So you know what? I'll disarm you. To me, that is sacrifice. And those who've paid attention know that. So generally, when people come up with that argument, I just go, you know what? You're not ready to have that conversation, are you? <laughs> You're not ready. Let's be real. Let's not be disingenuous. And let's know what we're talking about. So she says, I would love to. And I say, 
I would love you to. And I hear the call of other people saying the same thing. Whatever that looks like, I don't know. I know that she will seek God. She says she would love to. So I'm imagining that that's a point of prayer for her. As, as her heart is open, as she, as she has that desire to, to help in the serve, as she's wired in that way, as she's called in that way. You know, I don't know what that's going to look like, but my support is there. And you've got the why. And though she says you don't need a title to make a difference, and though she's right, that, that you can make a difference without a title, but there's some things that you just need a title for because it opens the area of influence. And that's what we, we need that. So my support has always been there. My support will always be there. And I am looking forward to where the I would love to goes, you know? So even though she hasn't held office and you say, Adrian, why is, why are you still voice support? Number one, I have great respect for her as an individual, but I also have great respect for what she brings to the table. And I have great respect for the heart to serve for the right reasons and do the right thing. And I know that I'm not alone in that. Now, I, I, I know that there are people who say things like, well, you know, you know, the servant's heart thing, Adrian, you don't really know. You don't, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know if that's accurate. You don't know if that's a fake or front. No, I, I beg to differ. In this case, I do know. I, I do know about the servant's heart. I do know about the desire to help and to advance and to use common sense principles and ideas. I do know that she is a person who has a heart to serve and to answer the call. If the door opens, if she sees it, I, I, I do know that. So that kind of argument has to be saved for somebody else. When it comes to Sarah Palin, I'm going to support her because I do know that she has what it takes. She has the background. She has the resume. She has the heart to serve. And therefore, she has my support and the support of countless people who want to see this nation go forward and expand. We're tired of the ooh, ooh, ah, ah, me, me people. The people who don't relate, the people who are about self. We want people who can lead, lead well, lead right for the right reasons. And that is Sarah Palin. So there you have it. Again, I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know what that's going to come down to, but I sure am glad to hear her say that she would love to hold office again because she has ideas that would work, common sense, and she has a servant's heart to help. And you know what? I can't help but love the fact that she's a fighter, that what was intended to destroy her was not successful, nor will it be. So again, I take heart in her. I would love to when asked if politics office is in her future. First of all, I hope it's more present than future. 
But I take heart when I hear I would love to and I respond, I would love you too. also. And I hear others saying the same. I hear it. So, so there you have it. There's the answer to the question. Pretty simple. <laughs> All right. So that is it for this episode of the Adrian Ross show. I'd love to hear what you think. AdrianRossCom at gmail.com. That's AdrianRossCom at gmail.com. Feel free to drop me an email there. Also go to the BMGnetwork.com and listen to our other, our other podcasters. We are um, a group of people who love to release content that is uh, engaging, insightful, even, um, you know, informational and of course, entertaining. <laughs> I say, of course, because, um, I believe we do that as well. And also if you're listening on a major podcast platform, please, please leave a review, a rating and a review. It would be so helpful. I, I like to read them on, on the podcast when I have them. So, so do that, please give me, give me, um, those, those stars, those five stars and a, and a review. It, it helps so much. All right. So you don't want to miss one episode of the Adrian Ross show on the BMG network. So I will catch you next time. God bless you abundantly. The Adrian Ross show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of the Adrian Ross show at the BMG network.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode. <laughs>